everyone, welcome to another edition of Healthcare's Missing Link, a podcast where we help you uncover those things that are missing or maybe taking away or stealing your best health. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood, and welcome again to this very special edition of Just Good News. Why do we take a time out from having guests and uh, technical or medical information or even health information, tips, etc., to give you just good news? Because your mood and what you hear affects your health in a profound way. We're going to cover two unique stories today. One, a story of an incredible giver while living. Uh, I I know this is going to blow your mind, but this story uh, just absolutely overwhelmed me with uh, a challenge in my own life. And I'll share that with you in just a moment as we go through the story. The second one on our Just Good News Day is about a miracle uh, surgery uh, that actually rescued a person, a baby, from an incredible, dire, potentially fatal situation. So we're going to dive into these two stories. I think it's uh, pretty amazing to think about, um, you know, what can happen when we really think about, um, you know, what we begin to do in our life and what we begin to put in practice. And this first story is really about a gentleman named Charles Feeney. Uh, he's lived a life of, get this, 38 years of secret donations. So Feeney, who is now 89, he actually co-founded a store that we probably have seen, the Duty Free Shoppers, uh, with Robert Miller in 1960. So over the course of time as a philanthropist, uh, he pioneered the idea of giving while living, spending most of your fortune on big, hands-on charity bets instead of funding a foundation upon death, which many do. Not to say that's wrong or right, but that's what he did. And he's interesting because his perception is since you can't take it with you, why not give it all the way, have control of where it goes and see the results with your own eyes. Sounds like a good principle, doesn't it? This Irish American is known for his uh, frugality and humility. And despite his riches, he does not even own a car. He rents a small apartment. He flies economy, and he only owns one pair of shoes. Now, that puts things in a unique perspective, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Over the last four decades, Feeney has donated, get this, more than $8 billion to charities, universities, and foundations worldwide throughout his foundation, the Atlantic Philanthropies. So Chuck, you know, he managed to keep his charitable activities hidden for from the public for at least 15 years until his identity was revealed to the public in 1997 when he sold his shares to the company. He's given away, get this, 375,000% more money than his current net worth, and he gave it away anonymously. While many wealthy philanthropists, as we know, enlist an army of publicists to trumpet their donations, Feeney went to great lengths to keep his gifts secret. In explaining what motivated his generosity, the duty-free shopping mogul said, and I quote, wealth brings responsibility. People must define themselves or feel a responsibility to use some of their assets to improve the lives of their fellow humans or else create intractable problems for future generations. That gives us a great challenge, doesn't it? You know, Feeney uh, obviously is still looking good for his age at that advanced years. He's almost been the planet nine decades. And it's amazing because in addition to all of his direct financial impact, the businessman's charitable actions inspired 
two other well-known figures, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, when they launched the Giving Pledge in 2010, which was a gr aggressive campaign to convince the world's wealthiest to give away at least half of their fortunes before their deaths. Buffett says Chuck was a cornerstone in terms of inspiration for the Giving Pledge. He's a model for us all. It's going to take me 12 years after my death to get done what he's doing within his lifetime. It's interesting because while notoriously frugal in his own life, Phoenix was ready to spend big and go for broke when the value and potential impact outweighed the risk. He summarizes his mission in a few sentences. I see little reason to delay giving when so much good can be achieved through supporting worthwhile causes. Besides, it's a lot more fun to give while you live than to give while you're dead. I think that's a word for all of us. It's a lot more fun to give while you live than to give while you're dead. You know, Chuck, this is according to Bill Gates, a nice quote here. Chuck created a path for other philanthropists to follow. I remember meeting him before giving, starting the giving pledge. He told me we should encourage people to not just give 50%, but as much as possible during their lifetime. No one is a better example than Chuck. Many people talk to me about how he inspired them. It is truly amazing. That's Bill Gates. Another quote from Lauren Powell Jobs. Chuck Feeney is a true pioneer. Spending down his resources during his lifetime has inspired a generation of philanthropists, including me. And his dedication to anonymous giving and focus on addressing the problems of the day reflect the strength of his character and social conscience. We all follow in his footsteps. Those are two quotes, again, from Bill Gates and Lauren Jobs. So Chuck Feeney, obviously, is well-known now, uh, even though he tried to stay anonymous for a time. Perhaps the message of the day is just what he said. It's better to give while you live than to give while you're dead. So the encouragement, ladies and gentlemen, for us today is to find out what you have and begin to give. Give big. Give big. Give big. That's super important because when you look at this whole process of of actually uh, giving and living, it's a big deal. So the next story that we're going to touch on is, is a story of a miracle baby. It's a story of the McCall family. It's a, it's a groundbreaking story of an in-womb surgical procedure. Man, this is incredible. Check this out. So Kimmy and her husband, Justin McCall, were told by their obstetrician that their unborn son was at risk for spina bifida. A birth abnormality that can lead to physical and intellectual disabilities as the child grows. So when Kim and McCall had blood work performed during a routine prenatal appointment, the last thing the 35-year-old mother of three expected was there to be abnormalities in the results. As a precaution, the couple scheduled an appointment with a maternal fetal medicine specialist where the spina bifida diagnosis was confirmed via ultrasound. Now, at that point, the McCalls were referred to a physician who performed utero or in utero fetal surgeries. But after a day of questions at qualifying, they were declined as patients due to the severe curve in their unborn baby's spine. According to clinical studies that were performed on similar surgeries, there was no precedent for a correction to this extent. And the McCalls were told they would not be able to find a surgeon who would be willing to perform the repair. At that time, of course, you could imagine them being disappointed. The couple hadn't yet met pediatric surgeon Daryl Cass, MD, director of fetal surgery at Cleveland Clinic for, with 30 years of experience in the field, 
who was indeed willing to take on the case. According to Dr. Cass, spina bifida is one of the more common birth abnormalities. It's one of the most common ones that occur being one in 1,500 or so pregnancies each year. That's pretty common. The really cool and amazing thing Dr. Cass says is that it's been absolutely proven that if you do this surgery before birth, you can improve the child's outcome and you improve it fairly dramatically. You have improved their ability to walk independently and by three years of age, you've doubled the baby's ability to walk. Wow. In the McCaws case, their unborn baby's spinal column didn't close fully, leaving the spinal cord exposed to the fluids in the mother's uterus. In the spinal, if the spinal cord isn't repaired, it can put an unborn child at risk of infection, bowel and bladder dysfunction, damage to the spinal cord and nerves and even paralysis. The macaw's unborn son had developed a type of spina bifida called myelomeningocele, where there's an additional concern resulting in a condition called hydrocephalus that can even impair brain function. And historically, by the way, hydrocephalus has affected 80 to 95% of babies born with spina bifida. But according to Dr. Cass, repairing the spinal defect in utero, which is, you know, again, it's extraordinary to think about, has shown to reduce the emergence of hydrocephalus to around 42% of spina bifida cases. So the couple, they stumbled across an article describing an in utero spina bifida procedure that had been performed at the Cleveland Clinic, the hospital's first successful spina bifida surgery performed before a baby is born inside the mother's uterus. Feeling like they had nothing to lose, Justin went out on a limb and contacted the clinic, and that's when a miracle happened. Two days, or two hours, I should say, after sending their records, Justin received a call from the one and only Dr. Cass. And Dr. Cass said something that would change the McCall's lives forever. And he said, and I quote, I think it would be a shame for your son not to have this surgery. The only catch was that the procedure needed to be completed before 26 weeks of gestation. And at that point, Kimmy was nearing 25 weeks. So the McCalls had no time to lose. After a frustrating few days of battling insurance companies, we all can relate, they headed east for Cleveland. The McCalls arrived in Cleveland and settled into the room at the Ronald McDonald House for what they hoped would be a very long stay. After the surgery, they would need to stay in Cleveland until Kimmy's due date, which was still three months away. While still inside the mother's uterus, the surgeons repaired the structure of the unborn baby's spine and then made sure Kimmy could continue her pregnancy after the operation. According to Justin, the mom-to-be came out of the operating room with a smile on her face. It's interesting because these surgeries that they do in utero like this obviously are highly specific, highly uh, small surgeries that are amazing. And so, believe it or not, this little baby came out of the womb uh, fully, fully healthy. Get this. And if you're seeing this visually, they're seeing a picture of uh, the mom, the baby, this wonderful McCall family, healthy and whole. Two months after the surgery, get this, the McCalls welcomed home, <clears throat> excuse me, Tyler James into the world on September 14th, 2019. Amazing. Born at 34 weeks, 
he weighed a whopping five pounds, seven ounces. And this is amazing. Zero, no evidence of hydrocephalus at birth. He stayed in the needle nail ICU for 12 days and were released to return to Oklahoma with his family. Now, a little over a year later, Tyler is developing normally, strengthening his legs, and he's a very good prognosis for a healthy life. Friends, when you look at these particular um, you know, stories, you've you got to be amazed to understand that, um, you know, here this baby is um, hopeless, and yet medical professionals made it possible for him to actually um, live again and, you know, in Jesus' name, function fully again. So two stories a day. One, give while you live, not while you're dead. It's not that you can't give while you're dead, but give while you live. That's the, the message of the story. And number two, believe in miracles. There's always somebody around that's willing to take your case. I'm grateful that the great physician is always willing to take our case. When it seems hopeless, we have a place to go, a place to reach out. So in both of these stories, I pray and hope that they inspire you and they help your health and they help your mood and they help your happiness and they put a smile on your face because we know a smile is good medicine to the soul. Thank you so much for joining us on another podcast of Healthcare's Missing Link. We hope that you've enjoyed this as much as we've enjoyed this. And I ask you, as I always do, to subscribe and find out what is next, what's coming next uh, that you can actually enjoy uh, on our podcast. And we'll look forward to seeing you again in the next episode of Healthcare's Missing Link. Have a good day, good night, good morning, wherever you are. We appreciate and love you.